Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening to all of you wonderful, incredible, amazing listeners out there. I love hearing about how this show has impacted your lives, your businesses, your families, and your health. Um, I recently had somebody listening to the show that showed up to a um, Pilates for Pink course who had been in pain and she had heard about it because we had talked about it on my show. And she's feeling so much better since she went to the free course. So I want to thank you all for sharing your experiences with me, with the people that I'm interviewing on the show. It makes a massive difference for us to know how we're making an impact for you. It keeps us going. It's why we do this. I am so grateful that I have this opportunity to come into your homes, into your businesses, into your lives every week on the air, either through the live broadcast or through the podcast that people are listening to on iTunes and on Stitcher and on other podcast platforms or going to the website, it's all about the questions.com. So please share all that. Tweet out to us at, at the Laura Stewart or come find me at laurastewart.com and and let me know what's going on for you and what other guests you might want to hear. And, you know, for me, it's about sharing the experiences that I have and sharing the contacts that I have. Because as we talk about on the show, it's all about the questions, but it's not just about the questions. It's about who you ask the questions to. So if you're not asking the right people the right questions, you're not going to get the answers that you need. You may get the answers you want, but you may not get the answers you need. And we are all about helping you find the answers that you need through the questions you're asking, which leads me to my special guest today, who I'm going to tell a little story after I introduce her as to how we met. And Christina Davis is a serial entrepreneur. I personally think she's a parallel entrepreneur. She has founded and run five successful companies over the past 20 years. And she's a parallel entrepreneur because she's had more than one at the same time. With no resources remaining when she launched her latest venture, Castmetic Designs, Christina taught herself everything she could about generating her own publicity, which basically provided her free advertising for her business. Since launching in 2012, she has appeared in over, get this, 250, well now 251, media outlets, (laughs) including national and local television and publications. As a result of this success, she launched PR for Anyone, and that is a registered trademark, and I love that she did that, to help other small business owners have similar success. Together with her clients, Christina has generated over seven figures in sales relating to free publicity. She is the author of the best-selling book, PR for Anyone, 100-plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. She learned it by learning it in the trenches. She shares her knowledge, and she is here to talk to all of us about how you, too, can get PR, DIY PR for your business. So welcome, Christina, to the show. Hi, Laura. It's so good to be here with you. Oh, it's always a great joy to talk to you and and hear your experiences and you know i told people i would share how we met we actually met at an event that just finished over the weekend um author 101 but we met many many years ago when i was giving back and helping out at the event and you were thinking about writing a completely different book than the one you did 
<laughs> exactly right. And I was walking around with a broken foot. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? And somebody pointed out and said, you need to go talk to her. And what I love about you is your energy and your drive and your focus and how much you impact people just by being you and sharing who you are. And we had Wendy Lipton Dibner on the show a few weeks ago talking about focus on impact. And you do that without even thinking. So thank you. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. So tell us how you got to what you're doing. I mean, you are the queen of reinvention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I had actually... I owned a retail store. I've done a lot of things, but I owned a retail store for about nine years with my best girlfriend and best job you could ever imagine. We had so much fun. You know, if you can imagine spending spent more time with her than I did my family. Um, but after a while, that it did kind of take its toll. I had younger kids and, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas, if you own a retail store, you're working 24-7. And um, my daughter asked me one day why we had never baked Christmas cookies and I almost died. Oh, my God, that um, had to be horrible. Oh, it was awful. But the funny thing, I'll tell you how this whole story comes full circle. Um, long story short, I decided to sell my part of the store to my best friend, and it worked out because she was going through some personal stuff too, and we were deciding, should we just sell the store? Do we close it? What should we do? So the store is still in existence today, and everything is great. And I will tell you that when I told my daughter that I sold the store and I wouldn't be there anymore, she cried for four days. They said, well, what are we going to tell our friends you do? You you own that store. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Here I did it for her. But it it worked out. It was fine. It was what I was supposed to do. And But I've always done something, and I was going crazy at home. Like, it just wasn't for me. I volunteered, and I did things like that. But, I mean, I'm truly an entrepreneur at heart. And I had a freak accident and broke my foot and ended up in the boot, like you've talked about. And my husband and I were going to New York City, and I thought, oh, perfect. I'll find something to decorate my boot up in New York. It has to be something. So I'm on the train, you know, medical boot fashions, medical boot accessories, and there was nothing. And literally, the light bulbs went off, and my husband looked at me and said, oh, geez, here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) The entrepreneur strikes again. He knew exactly what he was in for. Uh, but, you know, I came back and I did a ton of research, which, you know, you, I'm sure you advise people on this. You've got to know there's a market for a product. And there was. There are 4 million people a year put in these medical boots. And, you know, we decided to move forward with the business. And, you know, I did focus groups. I talked to doctors. Everybody loved it, loved it, loved it. Well, then I have all this product in a fulfillment house. And what I didn't really process was that I created a whole new space in the market. So nobody knew to look for something like this. You know, like I had done, I mean, there might have been a handful of people, but how did I, how do I let the world know that there's this awesome product and they don't have to walk around looking ugly for eight weeks? And, um, but I didn't have any money left because I had spent it all on production. So that is how I taught myself. You know, I read every book on PR. I watched every webinar. I read every white paper. And then I started to figure out things that worked. I would pitch the media, and I pitched for a long time, and it was a disaster. But then I started figuring out formulas and ways and things that the journalists liked. And my first year in business, I had appeared in over 50 media outlets um, and generated over six figures in sales for a product that retails between 7 and $24. And that's all from free publicity. It, it, what I find fascinating about it is, you know, everybody talks about 
well, maybe not everybody that listens to the show is familiar with this concept, but there's an incredible book out there called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And it, it talks about don't be everybody on the shore. Find that product or, or niche that there's a need for that people may not quite understand they have a need for it, but create an industry that there's a need for. And you did that. I mean, you didn't just go 100 feet out into the ocean, though. It sounds like you went 100 miles out into the middle of the Indian Ocean somewhere. and On a float. On a float. <laughs> and, and the storms are coming in, and you're going, oh, my gosh, everybody says that this is a great product, but how do you even market it? to get people to realize that they're, they really need it. Right. And that, that was a huge, huge challenge. Um, but I figured it out. And, you know, and I, I tell people this all the time, I'm walking the walk every day. Um, just la- I think last week or two weeks ago, I got an amazing write-up in Forbes magazine on both my businesses. And I saw a huge spike in sales for a very niche product-based business. And my book went back up to bestseller status just from that one article. So and that wasn't, works. and that one article wasn't just a, it just kind of happened. It was because you built certain layers yes. to get there. Correct. Okay, so let's talk about the some of the questions you were asking yourself when you realized you had this fulfillment house full of product <laughs> and you you're like, okay, I've never really done PR. You've done marketing and stuff like that, but PR is very different because you right. don't have a budget for PR. Generally, PR is free kind of stuff. So tell me, before we go into commercial break, a couple of the questions that you started to ask yourself that got you down the road to where you're at now. How how do I do it? (laughs) That's a huge one. You know, like, let's not make light of that. How do I do it? Okay. Right. So how do you, how do you find the the journalists? How, how do you pitch them? And I will tell you, I wrote emails that were probably a thousand words long. Awful, awful, awful. A thousand (laughs) words. I mean, just, this is my product, this is my story, this is what I did, you know, paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. Well, nobody's going to read that, but I didn't realize that when I first started. I thought it was a good idea to tell them everything, you know, that then they had all the information, but that's not how you pitch the media. You have to make it, you know, easy to read, quick, scannable, boom, 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 and then let them come back to you. All right. So you learned how to write in sound bites. Correct. But yep. you also had to figure out who to reach out to. Right. Okay. So we're going to go into the commercial break in a little over a minute. What is something that the listeners should be thinking about going into the commercial break, asking themselves or writing down so that they are ready for when we start giving them really great tips? So what are their top five media outlets? And and not just the Today Show and CNN, but where are their customers? Where is their ideal customer reading or watching? And write those down, and then I'll give some tips on how to find the right journalists. So what are the top five media outlets, and where are your clients? Where are they hanging yeah. out? Where are they getting... Where are they? Okay. And that's important because publicity, is, you want an ROI from publicity. You don't okay. just want to say, oh, I've been on TV. You want your customers to see you on TV, so they want to hire you or buy your product. All right, so you want return on investment, ROI, in case somebody's not familiar with that term. 
So that's that's a, such a great question because you know we often think, oh, I want the Today Show, I would Good, Good Morning America, but you know what? If your customers are not watching that show, it it's kind of nice, but yeah, yeah, doesn't do any good. All right, well, we'll be back after the commercial break with more from Christina talking about PR for anyone and how you can do it. And we're going to give you such amazing tips; you will be blown away. So grab your notebooks, and if you're in the car, don't worry; you can listen to this on iTunes and Stitcher later on. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. All right, we are back with Christina Daves, and we're talking about PR for anyone. And in the first session segment, um, Christina was posed a question to everybody. What are your top five media outlets that you'd like to reach out to, but bigger than that for me was where are your customers so that you're targeting the right thing. And you promised you'd share some tips on that for people. Yeah, I definitely will. And and again, it's just really important. You know, everybody thinks they need to be on these big national shows. I always say, you know, if you're a local landscaper or a local florist, you know, local business, you want to hit your local market because that's where your customers are. Um, so I asked everyone to come up with five. Uh, you know, you can do 15, you can do 20. You know, when I do all-day workshops, we do a lot more than five. Um, if you have a magazine on that list, um, you want to open, you want to go to the library, the bookstore, buy one of the magazines from the grocery store, and look on the inside, and there's what's called a masthead. And in that masthead, it will tell you who every editor of every section is. And it's really important that you don't send it to the wrong editor. I did that back in the day, too. I thought, oh, the only person I can find is the food editor. They'll just forward it for me. Well, no, they're not going to forward it for you. (laughs) I would have thought, you know, maybe they would, too, but no. Okay. Yeah, no. They're very busy. The journalists can get 500 to 1,000 pitches a day. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So you have to stand out. It's one of the things I teach as well how to make yourself newsworthy, how to make yourself stand out. We can talk about that a little bit too. But uh, So you want to find that person. Uh, there are several ways you can connect with them. You can find them on Twitter. Most journalists are on Twitter. Um, you can find them on LinkedIn. You're not supposed to reach out blindly on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, if you, if you are a could be a good source for that journalist and you say that in your LinkedIn uh, request, I've, I've never – you know, been reported as spam or anything like that. You're not pitching them. You're introducing yourself to them. You're trying to start a relationship with them so that you become this go-to expert. Uh, Newspapers, to see who's writing articles. You know, do a Google search for your newspaper and your topic and see what journalist is writing about what you can talk about. Um, And same thing, you know, your local television market. um, You can even Google you know, producer, WRC, you know, Channel 4, Washington, D.C., and all kinds of names will pop up. So, so it's really that easy to find, find people to connect with. So producer, call signs for the radio station. Radio for, station for, for, or the radio TV. Station. And, mm-hmm. and then stuff will just start popping up. Yep. Yep. And you can do that on Twitter, too. And you can find, and then you can see what they're tweeting about, like if they're at work and what kinds of stories they're talking about. Uh, it's build a relationship with them, you know, share stuff with them. If they have a tweet about a story that was just on, share it with your audience. Tell them you saw it and you loved it. You know, just like we all like to feel good about our work. Well, so do they, and they'll start to recognize that 
you're kind of a regular, you know, regular follower. And it sounds like it's not just take, 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 like what our, one of my favorite authors and personal friends of mine, Bob Berg, who I interviewed on the show when I first started, The Go-Giver, it's about building that relationship and giving, because when you give, you begin to receive. And I am such a karma girl that, you know, and just because you're giving to this journalist, you might not get back from that journalist, but something else, I really believe that the universe works that way. Something else will come back to you. Might not be tomorrow, but it'll come back. No, it will come back. All right. Now, now somebody, you know, we talked about, you have no idea where to begin. We gave a couple of questions that were brilliant, and you talked about Googling producer for this or on Twitter to find the person. What's really the easiest way for somebody to get publicity? Because, like, you think, oh, I want publicity because I want to sell X. I'm thinking that's not the best way to get publicity is you're pushing X. Right. Exactly. So you need to come up with a creative way to get your business in a story, to get, you know, your expertise, to have you used as the expert. Um, The easiest way is to start local. Uh, Local publications always want to know, well, if you're a new business, that's one of the easiest things to do. But give them something fun and sexy and not just, you know, new business opens in Miami, Florida. Um, You know, what's new? What's exciting? Um, And you can reinvent new. I I tell this story all the time. You know, I have all this product in a fulfillment center. So I had heard last fall that the new fashion trend for women was camo. Well, I have a boy's camo sock that goes over the medical boot. So I took the boy's sock and I put a hot pink flower with it and pitched that as my new fall fashion going with the trends and it got picked up. So you just have to get creative and think outside of the box. And, you know, if you're a a, um, home repair company, let's say, you know, and a hurricane is coming, well, that's great for you to go on your local television station and talk about the five top things you can do tomorrow to protect your house before the hurricane hits. Okay, so talking about the camo and the flower, if you weren't trying to sell the product directly, what might be a pitch to get a producer to pay attention? Would be a new fall fashion trend. Okay, so new fall fashion trend. Okay. Yep. All right. Now, say um, I'm a radio host, okay? Okay. I want to get some PR for my conversation around it's all about the questions, and I'm thinking about holding a workshop. Okay. What would be a way to get, other than my own show's PR, <laughs> to go out and get it? Just trying to get some people to think about it. it's a service versus a thing. Right. So I would pitch something along the, the theory of why is that so important? Why is the question the most important part? You know, what, what does that question get you? Answering one simple question can X, Y, and Z. Okay. All right, so if somebody has a service business, start thinking about what is it about that business that can impact the community, maybe. Right. 
I'll tell you one I saw that was great, and they actually did a blog post, and I was hoping to work with them, and I might still, but I was like, wow, you need to pitch this to, to your local television station. They did garage doors, custom garage doors, okay. and they were doing a blog post of what has happened behind, you know, famous garage doors. You know, Apple computers were built in a garage, um, like all these cool things. I was like, that would be a great story. Now, it would be about a story about all these top businesses that were founded out of a garage, but you would be the expert. So they would say, oh, Christina Daves of ABC Garage Doors, you know, is going to share this great, you know, or talk about what's happened behind the doors of famous garages. I love that. Actually, Shane, my producer, and I were like, oh, they just kind of looked at each other and went, that's a brilliance. Isn't it brilliant? I love that. But so that's what I mean by you just have to think outside of the box. It has to be entertaining. So think about when you watch television or what gets you to open a magazine. You need to be that person. That makes total sense, but you made it sound so simple compared to how so many of us are thinking about it. We overcomplicate it because maybe because we know our products too well and we're so single-minded focused. Yeah, just but just really start thinking about, you know, just some creative. And again, look at a magazine. What entices you to open it? How can you rephrase your business to go along with something you see on the cover of a magazine? All right, that makes total sense. So that is your assignment as we go into the news break is to think about what entices you into a magazine or on your favorite radio show or your favorite TV show. When they're interviewing people, what is it about it that hooks you in and makes you want to go further and learn more about that product? I think that's a great way to go into the break. And we'll be back with more from Christina Daves, founder of PR for Anyone. And that is also her website, by the way, PRforanyone.com. Great resources up there. And remember, if you're not asking the right questions, you're not going to get the answers you need to move forward. If you need any help, reach out to me at it's all about the questions.com and I'll be glad to do a one-on-one with you. We'll be right back after the news break. So happy to be able to bring you guys the guests that I bring you because sometimes the way to open the door is who you know and then it's what you know once you get your foot in that keeps you there. That's something that my dad always told me. And I truly believe that and Christina Daves, founder of PR for Anyone, parallel entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, just an amazing human being on the planet is our guest today. And Christina, before the break, you know, we were talking about some different DIY PR that you can do and how you can figure out which which media venues are the right one. Press releases. We're coming into season here in Vero Beach. And basically season means where all the snowbirds, all the people that want to escape the winter are coming down to Florida. And that means all the nonprofits in town are ramping up all of their money-raising efforts. And because of that, they're sending out press releases here or there. What are your thoughts on press releases? And I know it's an unusual thought that you have. I do. And this is why they don't like me much in the PR industry. Uh, I think it's a waste of money. I think in today's day and age of social media and the ability to connect with just about anybody you want to, um, you don't need to send out a press release. You are much better served building a relationship with a journalist. And I'll tell you a very funny story. I went to Virginia Tech, 
And Virginia Tech's magazine came in the mail yesterday, and there was a big write-up about Brian Sullivan from CNBC. And I was like, wow, that's probably a really good person for me to know in my business. So I sent him an email that said, hokey hi, and hey, I read your article. It was great. I'm so excited to see, you know, successful, fellow successful Virginia Tech Hokies. I do a lot. I'm on a board at Virginia Tech. I do a lot with the students. I had an idea of something where he could get involved with the students. So I asked him. He replied right back. So I now, I'm actually, you know, he's like, let me know next time you're in New York. So just like that, one email, I have literally built a relationship with a journalist. But you also had a, a an indirect connection, right? Right. But you would be surprised how connected you really are to people if you just pay attention to it. You know, look on LinkedIn. If there's somebody that you want to connect with, look on LinkedIn and see who you're connected with that they're connected with. You might be surprised. Or do you have a connection, again, with their topic, what they write about? You know, hey, this is what I do. Have you ever thought of this? You know, give them some other ideas. Or even recommend somebody else to them. I've done that repeatedly with with television anchors in the D.C. area. And they, they love me for that because I give them good sources and good stories. And then when I can am a fit, they will have me on. Because you've, you've given, and then they're I, like, okay, they have a trust with you. Yes. And that's a great way to build a relationship is offer, you know, somebody, hey, have you, do you know what this person is doing? This is a great story. I love that. One of the things that I, I do um, for a living, actually, is I connect people for a living. The radio show is one way that I connect people, but I also connect people to help them grow their business. I've introduced people to venture capitalists that they needed. And, you know, it's helped them grow their businesses and things like that. So sometimes it's less about you mm-hmm. and more about them is what you're talking about. It's always yep. about the producer. Yes. Okay. They work so hard. And I'm telling you, they're overworked, they're underpaid. If you can make their job easier, they will love you. I love that. That's so great. Now, what are some of your other favorite tools and resources? We know press releases are not one of them. We know that you like LinkedIn and social media, but with a very specific strategy. Right. I love Harrow, which is Help a Reporter Out. Uh, It's a free media query service. Three times a day they send out requests by journalists for television guests, sources, quotes. Um, People always say, oh, Harrow doesn't work. Harrow doesn't. It does work. Um, I have figured out a formula that works. I have been on the Steve Harvey show because of it. I've built a relationship with the Dr. Oz producer. I was on Dr. Oz because of it. This Forbes article that just came out was through Harrow. And if anyone wants to learn how to do it on my website, prforanyone.com backslash Harrow Gift will give you my step-by-step process for doing that. Okay, say that uh, site one more time. It's prforanyone.com backslash Harrow Gift, which is H-A-R-O Gift. I love that. And, and I have free. To, I've read it. It's great. Yeah, and it's if you do that, you will have so much more success. And I actually, um, Cision just bought um, PR or Vocus, who used to own Harrow, um, and they sent me an email yesterday, and they want to highlight me. They asked me if I would write two paragraphs for their website because I have so much success with Harrow. 
So if you learn how to do it and you do it right, you get to put all those media logos on there and you get to be seen as this national expert in your industry. And it's amazing. Now, some of those as seen on, are they all (laughs) that somebody has really, I mean, I always wondered about this. Uh, I get, this is my big, big pet peeve in this industry. People will send out a press release and if you've never sent out a press release, just so you know what happens, it goes out on the news wires and all these affiliates of ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox will put them up in their PR wire section. So it sits there. So people think that that means they can put as seen on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. I don't like that. I don't think, I think that's unethical. I think if you have actually been quoted or, you know, your business has been named, you'll see on mine, I put the Steve Harvey show, I put the Dr. Oz show, I put the specific media outlets that I've been in, not just a broad spectrum. And I say I have been on local affiliates of ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. So I I have a real problem with that. I don't think that's right. And I, I heard, I saw in one of the kind of scammy websites where they kind of call people out on stuff. Somebody had had officiated a wedding that was in the Wall Street Journal, and that's what they put as seen in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, wow, because they happened to officiate a wedding that was profiled. So the wedding announcement was in the Wall Street Journal. Okay, so it wasn't even about them. No. Wow, all right. No. So I think, I think you put that in there when, you know, and you, you should link to it. You, you can go on my YouTube. You can see me on, on television. You can click. You know, you can Google Christina Daves Forbes. The articles are there. You know, Christina Daves Washington Post. You will get the articles. Um, so I think that's really important to stay true to yourself and, and be ethical. And you can say Christina Daves as heard on iHeartRadio and WAXE. Yes, I'm going to add iHeartRadio on. I'm very excited. Yeah, some people will go, well, but you're only local. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm international. You hear me on iHeartRadio. <laughs> That's great. All right. So you, you told a story, and I think this is a, a really great story to share with the audience. I, I know the story, obviously. You pitched Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, and ended up on the Steve Harvey Show and yeah. ended up winning this major competition that was the first I one did. he ever held. But it wasn't... It didn't unfold initially the way you thought it was. I mean, you didn't no. think you were going to be on Steve Harvey when you originally responded. Tell mm-hmm. us how you made that initial pitch so people have yep. an idea, and then how it unfolded. Because so PR answered, is not always immediate. It is not. And quickly, before I tell my story, just because you don't hear back doesn't necessarily mean it's a no. It could very well be a not yet. I had pitched a magazine and never heard back. And a year later, she said, I love this, but it didn't fit in our magazine then. Are you still in business? You know, can you send us high-res photos? We'd like to put you in now. A year. A year. And the Steve Harvey show is very similar. I had pitched the query was, do you have a product you want to take to the next level? Uh, and then in parentheses, it said national television. So, of course, I responded, and, you know, I did my bullet points, just like I show in my little outline, and said what I wanted, well, I didn't hear back. And then I did hear back, and I, rem- I remember vividly, because on a Tuesday night, I was really just kind of down in the dumps. You know, I'd been working really hard. Nothing was really panning out. You know, I just needed something big to happen. And Wednesday morning, I got up, and there was an email in my inbox from the Steve Harvey Show saying, um, we're doing a Shark Tank-like episode. 
um, we might be interested in, in having you on. Can you send us a video by 10 a.m.? I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. years ago. So I'm like, what do you mean can I send you a video? So the funny thing is I had actually applied for Shark Tank. I made it all the way through to the final cuts, and then I did not make it on the show, which devastated me, but I had my Shark Tank video. So I sent them that. And I went through a full day process with the producers and interviews and this and that. And it, it did help a little that the head producer happened to be in a medical boot at the time. <laughs> um, but that night, I had my mom hat on. I'm at the booster club meeting at school. And I walk out at 9 o'clock at night. It's the Steve Harvey show saying, we'd like to invite you to come on the show. Again, I don't really know what the show is yet. I still think it's a shark tank. And I said, oh, I'd love it. Sure, when? And he said, um, we're flying you out tomorrow. What is your airport of choice and what is the name on your driver's license? So I'm looking at my husband like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to wear. I've got to get my stuff out there. Everything it was crazy. But I got there and they stick their head in the green room and they say, you're all competing for a $20,000 prize. So, oh, so get your pitch ready. So then you go to hair and makeup, and it's loud, and all these people are talking. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to do my pitch. I have to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? And uh, it was crazy. And when I arrived in Chicago, and I, I'm sure you've read The Secret, the book The Secret. Yes. I live by The Secret. So when I arrived, they have a car for me, and I get in the car, and I'm chit-chatty, obviously, and I'm talking to the limo driver. He's like, nobody ever talks to us. I'm like, well, I've got 45 minutes. What else am I going to do? And he, so we start talking, and he said, do you know the secret? And I said, of course, I live the secret. He said, yesterday I drove the publisher of the secret to Oprah. So I knew something big was going to happen. And then when they announced that $20,000 prize, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to win that prize. But then when we did it, there was somebody else on the show who I think was better than me. They had a better product than I did. It was really, really good. It was an iPad, hands-free iPad. Okay. But when they announced the winner, the panel of judges picked me. And even Steve Harvey was shocked. It was like, but this is what's supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that from yesterday. But, so it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. And that, that changed everything in my life. That changed the product-based business, it was the shot in the arm that we needed to get a boost of money to just really get things going, and it just steamrolled the PR side of it, because once I did that, I knew what getting publicity meant for my business, and it was almost like a drug. It's like, oh, I need more. This is great. You know, how do I keep doing this? So I keep doing this, and, but that all stemmed from answering a Harrow query. But not only did you answer the Harrow query you actually were prepared. You didn't quite realize you were prepared for it, but everything you had been doing and building led you to that moment, building yeah. for the Shark Tank, looking at all the different products. So I'd like everybody to think about as we go into this last commercial break, how are you prepared for when that opportunity comes? We'll be right back after the break. You have this amazing book, and it's not just a book. It's actually you have an entire program with all sorts of different things that people can get around specific areas of PR. I mean, your book, PR for Anyone, 100-plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. You've shared like three or four of them already with us. Can you share a couple of other ones and, and tell me how you ended up developing this particular niche and product, which is brilliant, and I think everybody <laughs> should buy your book. 
But, you know, it's really funny because obviously I had this other business going and I kept getting all this media exposure. So, and obviously I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in a lot of entrepreneurial groups. Well, my phone was ringing off the hook. People who wanted to take me to breakfast and to lunch and can I pick your brain? And I don't say no very well. So I'm like, of course. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Um, So I realized there was just this tremendous demand. uh, And I, I was actually at a Brendan Bouchard event. Experts Academy, and the light bulbs went off there, and, you know, you talk to all these people, and they were like, oh, my gosh, I could totally use that. But I felt that I didn't have the experience having only done it a year. So I put this ask out to the universe. I sent emails to all these people and said, I'd like to interview you, you know, producers and journalists and PR people, all in New York. And everybody said yes, and everybody could only do a certain time that worked into this two-day schedule when I was in New York. So I said, okay, this is a sign. This, I have to go forward with this. Uh, so it just, it all worked. And it's funny, you talk about the book. Um, our mutual friend, David Hancock, is a publisher. And I had talked to him about somebody else. I was trying to connect him. We were talking about always giving. I was trying to help a friend who needed a publisher. She had a huge organization that wanted to buy her book, but she had to have a real publisher. She couldn't self-publish it. So he says to me, what are you doing? And I told him about PR for Anyone. I said, yeah, I've just written this ebook." And he said, oh, could I take a look at that? So I sent it over to him, and he said, do you think you could make that a book book? Because we'd definitely be interested in publishing that. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. So just like that, I became an author. And, and, and totally not the book you planned on originally writing when you and I first never. met. <laughs> Well, and I'm not really a good writer, so for all you non-writers out there, do a book of tips. <laughs> so what I did is just took everything that I had done for the past year, and I wrote, I put it in tips. And, you know, from the things I've told you today, Harrow, how to write a good hook, uh, which is really important because you want to get a journalist's attention. You know, what do you do when you get on television? What do you wear? How do you speak in a soundbite? What happens if you are booked for television, and then they cancel the interview. Uh, you know, what do you do when you get media? I always say media begets media. You know, use that and build on it and get more media exposure. Uh, and I just give you all kinds of contacts and phone numbers and emails and, you know, anything you could use. And the great thing about the book is you can open page 52 and do something there. You don't have to read it in order. If if you don't want to be on television, maybe you want to do radio. Well, I tell you how you do that. You could go find that tip. Um, so just there's just so many different things. I teach a whole program, PR University. I give you 15, 15 PR essentials. But all you, you can use one. You can use three. Whatever you want to do, I make it really easy for you. I, I love that. You know, obviously there's 100-plus tips in there, and there's more on your website that are available. You mentioned hook. Yes. That I think is such a challenge for so many people because they know their product so well, they sometimes can't think of how to write a hook. What's a a tip for somebody to write a hook when they're trying to reach out to media, like even myself? Uh, Tips, numbers and tips are always good. Controversy is always good. Um, What happens if you don't do this? Instead of always doing the positive, if you spin it the other direction. And like I said, look at magazines, look at newspapers, look at what they're putting on there to get you to open that magazine, to buy that magazine. 
mean, that, those, those are the best hooks you'll ever see. So the, the cover stories on a magazine, what it is, it mm-hmm. makes you want to buy it. Yeah. Or the teasers um, on a news broadcast bef- saying, coming up, such and such. My favorite one was last summer, and they said, coming up next, a book your children will actually want to read this summer. I love it. Of course you're going to listen. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That is the perfect hook. But that is what are they doing to lure you in? And if you can write a good hook and the journalist opens the email, that means the journalist might be probably interested in using that hook for the story if they cover the story. Right. Now, say you send the hook, your pitch, to a particular producer. Does that mean you can't send it to another one? I recommend not doing that. Um, especially if you're building relationships. When you send a press release, they know that that is going to 100,000 people. But when you send an email, hey, Laura, I thought you might be interested in this story, blah, 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 or you're giving that. So what I do is I say, send your email, follow up. If you don't hear back within a week, then you can pitch another journalist. Okay, so you, there is a sort of set time period. Now, what if it's a timely kind of topic? Then pick up the phone. Pick up, okay. Pick up the phone. People should not be afraid of picking up the phone. Uh, I've gotten to know a Fox anchor here in D.C. very well, and she told me a great story about that when they had the royal wedding. Somebody picked up the phone and said, hey, I live in D.C. I'm an expert on the royals. If you need anything, you know, talking about the wedding, let me know, and they had them on. So it's okay to pick up the phone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Especially if it's breaking news, a you know, celebrity dies, a plane crashes, something that's, you know, a sinkhole swallows up a house, you know, and you're a, whatever you are, geophysicist or any, you know, pick up the phone. I talk about when the Target breach happened here in D.C., and I had been shopping at Target on Black Friday, so I want to know how safe is my information, and the first expert they had was a business coach. Now, nothing against business coaches, but I'm telling you, that woman was smart enough to pick up the phone and say, hey, I can, I can speak about this topic, so have me on. I, I, and then after that, they had the, you know, the cybersecurity people, but that should have been you know, a cloud security person, not a business coach, but that's probably who they could get quickly. Okay, and that person was willing to take the risk and be out there. But it sounds like you have to have the credibility and actually have some information. Otherwise, you're not coming back. Yes. And you have to, you know, and I go into this in much more detail, but they are going to check you out. So your website better be a good website. You better be, if you're reaching out to somebody on Twitter, they better know that the person they're talking to on Twitter is the same person whose website they're going to. You know, everything needs to be branded. You need to have the same message. You know, nobody wants to blog. Blogging is hard. But if you have content on your website, they will see that you know what you're talking about. All right. I get that. So it's about being prepared for that moment when that call comes in. Yes. And your program, one of the things it does is starts getting you thinking about the PR and about your business and asking some of the right questions. Because if somebody just reads through your book, they're going to really start thinking about their business. And I love that about you. No. Yeah, there's, it's just, it's, it's, there's just so much possibility with it, and it's such a great way to drive business okay, in so, and get new customers. 
What's the best way? Sorry, we're coming into the oh. the end. So what's okay. the best way for people to reach out to you? I know we've mentioned your website, PR for Anyone. Yeah, PR for Anyone. And if you want to learn the Harrow, how to do that, PR for Anyone backslash Harrow gift, you can sign up anywhere on our website and you'll get, you know, I do blog posts every week. And, you know, if we hear of an exciting opportunity, we'll send that out to the, you know, the list, exciting media opportunity. So it's a great way to connect on social media. Everything's PR for anyone. It's easy. And I have to tell you that Christina replies to all of the emails she gets. She's really wonderful that way. So thank I you for think. being on the show. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. And everyone out there, remember, it's all about the questions you're asking. Make sure you ask them about the right people. And I'm here every week talking to you about the questions. And if you're not moving forward or you keep circling back to the same situations, you may not be asking the right questions. Reach out to me. Tweet to me at the Laura Stewart. Talk to you next week. been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.